Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Murray from What Culture to discuss everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Now Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT Duper, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, though, joined by Andy Murray to review Monday Night Raw. The Dadly Boys still conspicuously off sick together. Very suspicious. Mm, get well soon, me. though, boys. Uh, what did you make of last night's Monday Night Raw? I thought it was, in general, Adam, really bad. Um, <laughs> I had to watch you watching some of this yeah. show and just getting more frustrated. Yeah, so usually, like, um, on a news day, I'll really just skim through it, not watch it to the level of depth where you have to, if you're reviewing it, you need to pay attention to everything and take everything in and all of that. Usually on a normal work day, I'll skim raw and get the newsworthy stuff and get a gist of the quality. Sitting down there and watching watching this trope laden, just a lazy show. This welcome to my world. Yeah, man. Like I have all the credit in the world to you guys for doing this every single week. Like sometimes, like when me and Hamlet did the review the other week, when you and Sidiwiji were offski wofski, um, <laughs> it was like a, genuinely a pretty solid episode. Yeah. Like most things made sense. Raw's been pretty decent, I'd say, recently. It's been better than crap. Yes. Um, which Sliding was, scale, grain on a <laughs> yeah. curve, whatever you want to like say. Like it was Drek for a lot of 2021. And yeah, yeah, it has been pretty okay recently. But I thought, I mean, th- this was a bad, this was, three bad hours of pro wrestling with a couple of minor things here and there that were quite good but even what is being considered the consensus best thing on this show that being the main event i i thought was majorly flawed so hey listen if you want to listen to a grumpy bald prick complain about raw for an hour or so you've come to the right place we're gonna um, have some fun with this though yeah because I, I don't really know how i feel about it because i spent this whole show going cody's coming they're gonna get to the fireworks factory <laughs> and then you know when you just get that sense with about five minutes left? Yeah. If they don't go home here, there's no time. Like, they aren't going to be one, two, three, Cody's music hits, they comes out for 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, we got that experience talking about SmackDown the other day when the Ricochet match finished with three minutes to go. You sort of knew, summit's up here. Well, when there was, you know, barely 
any time left and they still hadn't pinned whoever it was that was going to yeah. win and go on to host the KO show at WrestleMania. What an honor to be fighting for. Um, yeah, I did. I, I appreciated a through line through this show, but I don't know whether I just got sort of dragged along with Cody's coming, you know, don't worry, it's going to be the best Cody you've ever seen. And then when it didn't happen, yeah. not saying that it will never happen, but whether it just, sort of, they sort of tricked my brain. We'll talk about it as we go through this show. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out to open the show and welcome us to Montanaraw. Uh, <laughs> before he does that, though, um, just a quick nod, a lovely nod to uh, the late Scott Hall with a little hey yo. That was nice. That, that was a really nice yeah. touch. Um, and he's excited. He's going to WrestleMania. Uh, not only is he going, but he's uh, going to be the main event on Saturday because uh, he's got a KO show with the greatest of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, and he talked about using his large Canadian brain to come up with the idea of challenging the embodiment of Texas. And he was going to smear his ass all over Texas, basically. Um, I did like the fact that that's a sensible idea. That If you're not on the card at WrestleMania, just work out which legend is from where you're going to be at yeah. and just slag them off. Yeah, offer them a fight. Um, USA chants and uh, Owen said, don't worry, you are going to see a can of whoop-ass uh, no, so you're not going to see a can of Whoopah, sorry. You are going to see a nice can of Canadian beer, though. He said he doesn't even like beer, but he's glad to crack one open after <laughs> he beats the hell out of Austin. And that's the bottom line, because KO said so. And like we called on the preview pod, <laughs> he hit a sunner. Not on Montez Ford or Ronda Rousey, as our game Marie. predicted. Yeah. yeah, but on <laughs> a cameraman in the ring. But uh, a statement of intent from Kevin Owens. What a complete waste of time this was. <laughs> like, Kevin Owens was good. Don't get me wrong. Like he, I thought he conducted the crowd really well to get the the U, I mean the USA chance easy stuff. But he got it out of them, and he was he was his usual compelling self, and he's quite good at playing up the my massive Canadian cack or whatever he yeah. said. Um, all of that stuff he does it really well. He's always enjoyable to listen to. But this was just a complete waste of time. It's like. First of all, <laughs> it took five minutes between the start of the show uh, and it took five minutes to get to the point where Kevin Owens actually opened his mouth through the video packages and the intros yes, and the entrances. Yes, I skipped all that. Yeah, it was like, come on, brother, what are we doing here? And then we get to it and he it, it's Kevin Owens responding to Kevin Owens responding to Steve Austin responding to Kevin Owens. That's mm -hmm. literally what the segment is. Nothing new, nothing particularly interesting he does a stunner, and the stuff you, you're doing later in the show with Seth Rollins and all of that, which we'll get to, you could have done fine without this. It was just a complete bit of filler. It was, like, broadly entertaining, um, but I'm not giving it a pass for that because mm. it served no purpose whatsoever. He gave a cameraman a stunner. Okay, he does a stunner every week. Who cares? Right? Good sell from the cameraman, though. Yeah, good, really good sell from the cameraman. What if that guy's trained? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I resented having to watch this because I'm, I'm watching on delay. I'm trying to cram watch to get to the podcast so we can review it, and it was a complete waste of my time. It was why was this? Why did this exist? Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. Yeah, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe I should have reconsidered my approach coming into this. Uh, then we got U.S. <laughs> champ Finn Balor non-title match against the former champion Damian Priest. Before it could begin, though, Austin Theory comes down. And guess what? We've got another <laughs> recap of uh, what's been going on with him and Pat McAfee. we don't have enough of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, another nice touch here. Um, Priest, I know he's used it before, but he used a razor's edge on, on Balor early on into the, into the announce table to take us to a break. Uh, Balor fights back. Uh, he goes up top, goes for the coup de grace, set it all up with like the dropkick and all the usual stuff from him. But Theory leaves commentary, jumps up on the apron, 
Uh, Balor gets involved with him. Uh, shotgun drop kicks him into his little leather chair. But as he gets back in the ring, Priest has had time to recover, and he hits Finn Balor with the reckoning and uh, celebrates. And uh, inevitably, we'll parlay this into a title match, one would assume, at WrestleMania. And Theory jumps in to, to taunt and hit Balor with an ATL and take some selfies. Yep. <laughs> I mean... Goodness. Like, okay. They work well together, Priest and Balor, I will say that. Yeah, like, theoretically, this is a really good United States title feud because they're both extremely talented. And and they've both got dark sides. They've got dark sides. They're evil. The demon versus the, the, the Damien, the, the snake. It, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, like, the idea of putting these guys together is good. Um, Austin Fury is always very obnoxious when he does his little selfie thing. So I think he might steal the cool. show, you know, at WrestleMania. What, we're bumping hard for, uh, for Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon. That is, yeah, oh, that's quite the cocktail. It's certainly like, looking at it, it's the biggest freak show appeal, isn't it, of, yeah. the, of the whole card so far, unless Steve Austin decides he's going to wrestle. Or, or Knoxville decides to take the maddest yeah. bump of his entire career. Yeah, there's actually, come to think of it, there's a lot of freak show stuff on this, on this card, and I'm here for it, 100%. Um, yeah, this was just, it, it's one of these things that, and complaining about it's fruitless. I'm, so I'm not doing that. I'm just pointing out how stupid this is. It, another example of this ridiculously talented roster that WWE has and the company utilizing them in the most uncreative ways. This was something we've seen like millions of times on WWE TV before. The heel is at ringside. Babyface gets distracted like a total geek and then loses because their focus was elsewhere. I don't know, man. Like, if I'm sure there are folk out there who look at this kind of thing and goes, "Oh, I really want to see what happened next week." But when you're like us and you've been watching wrestling for years, and you've seen this, you see this every week for twenty, thirty years or whatever. It it has no effect. Like, mm. I, I I like that. And yes, he's done it before. But I, you know, the razor's edge was clearly a nod, and that's mm. a nice touch. That's a really nice touch. Um, it's just how to immediately make a new babyface champion look like a complete dumbass. Um. And a moron. This is why they can't build baby faces because they're all complete buffoons. Yeah, it strikes me that maybe this is a strategy because we've got what two roars before WrestleMania now. Yeah, it's maybe, a bad strategy. <laughs> maybe they're setting up a weird sort of tag match with Priest and uh, Theory versus Bala, who do all the work and the Demon and Pat McAfee. Yeah, I mean maybe it's just like Let it play out, Andy. No, why? <laughs> like I hate, I hate. Uh, why am I getting annoyed? It's WWE. Okay, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Letting it play out, it's like, would be okay if the steps of that process didn't make a guy look like an idiot. Yeah. Which it does. And it's if like, you hadn't had every single finger burnt on multiple occasions. Yeah. I mean, this, this stuff is just rubbish. Who's it for? Who's Who's it for? It's for, I know who it's for. It's for people who only watch WWE, right? And exactly. I've only ever seen it. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Well, it's not. Yeah, expand well, your reading. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you would expand your frame of reference and go and watch other stuff and explore the wider world. But, like, if you only want to watch one company, I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But, like, from, from my standpoint, as somebody who's literally watched about 30 different companies this year and has done for, like, the best part of 30 oh, years yeah. as a fan, this is worthless dreck. It's rubbish. It's just, like, I, I, I know you guys have a different tone on this podcast, but I'm going to bury it because it sucks. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy, I enjoy watching Damien Priest and Finn Balor in the ring 
But how often have I sat here and gone, well, it basically yeah. went to a DQ or distraction finish, so everything that's happened in the preceding seven minutes yeah. doesn't really matter. And I'm s- excited. I think they're going to have a sensational... I mean, it's going to be filled <laughs> with dark bollocks. Demon stuff. Yeah. D- Damien, like you say, Damien versus the Demon. I think the match at WrestleMania is going to be really good. The problem is yeah. they just have to keep having filler matches to, yeah. to run the, the clock down. It's the same old thing, isn't it? There's no point in investing in the week-to-week booking because of the problems that we've just described. But when you get to the pay-per-view, you're probably going to get a good match. So it's like... Well, not the pay-per-view. Sorry. Premium live Premium event. Premium live event. I don't know who I was doing a voice of there, but yeah, I keep defaulting to pay-per-view. Yeah. It's like... Premium live event. You'd be sacked like that. I would, man. PLE. It's just not catchy, is it? No. Like, pay-per-view. I, I I was in favor of the change. I mean, like, pay-per-view is a defunct term for mm. WWE. Well, people don't, don't understand that there's three three words in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> pay-per-view. Paper. You're viewing paper. Yeah, it's made out of tree mulch. Um, yeah, it's a defunct word. Um, I just wish they'd some, chosen something a bit more catchy, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know, Super Show. Super card. I hate them when they invent Mega words. show. Stupendous show. Oh, they love that. That word, that word, man. Uh, like, I'm not quite sick of it yet. Like, I'm sitting there watching Raw, and I'm kind of popping when they see it, because it's so weird the way they kind of crowbar it in. What, what word do you reckon they're going to get to in a few years when they've run out of adjectives? Like, Ooh. I'm super... astonished they haven't renamed Wade Barrett into Stupendous. <laughs> for a guest commentary. I, uh, oh, I'm Stupendous. <laughs> I've come in Good jelly. news, Stu. You can have your original name. Great. But your surname is going to be Pendus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stupidubidus, is that a word? I don't yeah. know. Indubitably. Indubitably. Indu- <laughs> Bequeath. <laughs> Those are not appropriate, but, you know, I don't know. Let us know in the, the, does this have a comment section? I don't know. Yeah, on Twitter, at what culture WWE. Yeah, let us know what dumbass adjective you want I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, what In a second, whilst you're reviewing something, I'm going to saw a stupendous and, and see what I can bring back to Let's you. Let's go for it. Uh, before that, though, we had Seth Rollins backstage uh, with Kevin Patrick, um, <laughs> who's asking him about <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, and Rollins just sort of stared ahead, and there was big Cody chance, and it got me really excited. They got my bloody <laughs> hopes up after this. And then it was time for Andy. The Battle of the Giants! They're very large. They loved yeah. promoting this. Uh, Commander Aziz, who, hang on, let me get this fact that someone sent on our work chat earlier. Commander Aziz, who has had 10 televised matches in seven years, <laughs> according to Reddit. He's nothing if not prolific. <laughs> Uh, in action against Big George, a.k.a. Omos. Uh, and it went under two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Giants. They do, Here's they the lock squash. up, they sort of shove <laughs> each other a bit. Omos, the bigger man, knocks him outside, clotheslines him over the top as well. Uh, I think Commander Aziz maybe hung him up on the top rope as he was getting back in. But goes to suplex Omos, and fair play to him. Just seems to deadlift, yeah. Omos does. Picks up Aziz, uh, hits him with a sort of counter suplex, uh, and then gets him up, tree slam, one, two, three, and then to add insult to injury to make sure we all know that this team is just done in Vince McMahon's eyes. He chokeslams Cruz as well after yeah. the match. It's a good old school six feet deep burial, this, wasn't yep. it? I thought it was all right, though. Like, you know, it's a two-minute match. The, uh, Aziz is not somebody they're protecting. You can argue they should protect him. If, yes. If, if you're... I, I would like to argue that fact. Yeah, like you can argue that. Um, and I would agree with you. Uh, but 
I'm not sure a, a guy who's wrestled 10 matches across seven years has really shown a lot to to suggest he can be this huge groundbreaking star or whatever. It's fine, whatever. Almost is obviously very basic, but like his ability to hold as he's there and maneuver into that suplex was pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of handled the guy as if he was weightless. So I actually preferred this to some of the as, uh, almost versus smaller guy matches we've seen. It was fine. Like, you know, whatever. Like, could sit here and pick apart the presentation of, of Apollo and Aziz, but what's the point? What's the point? I've just been Googling uh, Thesaurus Stupendous. What have you got? Uh, I like mind-boggling. The mind-boggling WrestleMania ever. I mean, it is mind-boggling. Monumental, I feel like they've definitely used Monumental, before. Monumental, yeah. yeah. Uh, Superfluous. Uh, breathtaking, astounding. Dynamite. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> it's dynamite. Uh, spectacular. Staggering. Spectacular. Staggering. Uh, overwhelming. Oh, gee whiz, I. I mean, when it was one night and it was nine hours long. Titanic. Oh, that's that's risky. That's risky. Hang on. Well, See, also synonyms for stupendous nurse. Bigness. Bigness. <laughs> <laughs> Bigness, greatness, hugeness, immenseness. There you go. Can you handle the immenseness of WrestleMania 39? Immensity. <laughs> that's boring. Yeah, it's boring. Massiveness. Mahusive. Size. <laughs> the size of WrestleMania. Uh... Tremendousness. Okay. That's I like, good. I do like the word tremendous. Or prodigiousness. I feel like they probably don't know what that word means. Nope. Yeah. And so they'll use it. Yeah. So yeah, Battle of the Giants. It was all right. <laughs> it, it was there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I don't know what... It, it almost is just going to win the Andre, isn't he? That's it. Yeah. yeah. They can't do out else with him. And that's it's it. Like, and when I say that's it, I don't mean at WrestleMania. I mean generally. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a weird push this isn't it because it's like Vince McMahon obviously has an affinity for large guys we does know he that. yeah well yeah, it might, might come as a surprise to some people um do they give him a quite possibly yeah although I don't think Vince has been able to have one of those without the use of chemicals for a while um given happens to us all yeah I'm sure it does but uh it's kind of slow burning and that's probably the right thing to do because like you can have the guy win and 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 beat all these guys on the lower mid card, but like he's not ready for a world title program, is he? he never like, will be. No, it's like I get a joy out of some of the squashes. Like, yeah. I actually thought like a lot of the AJ stuff was quite well done because it was like WrestleMania thing was sensational. Yeah, it was. It was, and like the way AJ used almost sometimes as like a weapon where he'd jump off him and stuff was fun, and they would protect him to a degree because AJ would do all the work, and then almost would just come in like the old. It was kind of like late career Andre the Giant where he would do these tags, and you know he couldn't do a whole lot, but he'd come in and it was just like this ultimate weapon because he's so huge. Like if he breathes at you, you're gonna fall over. That kind of vibe, but like. Yeah, as a singles wrestler, I don't know, man. Like, they blew off the AJ feud really quickly. Um, Their matches weren't that good. And AJ is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So um, I'm dubious of what you can do with almost long term. But he is massive. So there you go. Exactly. Do you reckon you'll, like, have a comedy gimmick by the end of the year? I think they'll bring back Raw Underground. (laughs) Okay. Well, Shane's not busy at the moment. So, (laughs) you know. Oh, what if they combine it? What if they combine it? Shane, who's currently unemployed by WWE, hacks into Raw to give you Raw Underground. He is also Retribution. 
Retribution. Also, it's the SmackDown Hacker Button Raw. Very good. Ali, come on down. <laughs> that'll definitely get him back. Yeah, that'll pull him in. Great creative. Um, I do love this dynamic of, of Owens and Rollins. I am going to miss it when it's gone. They're great. They're fantastic. Uh, they're backstage, and Owens is like trying to trying to cheer his mate up and, and trying to help him come up with an idea for WrestleMania. Uh, and he says, you're a visionary, after all. You're an architect. Think of all the great stuff you've done. You you beat Triple H. You beat Lesnar. You cashed in the money in the bank briefcase. You lost to me. Nice little touch, that. Very good. Um, and he says, maybe I, can, maybe I can help you come up with something. And then all of a sudden, it's like the light bulb comes on in, in Seth Rollins' head. And he perks up, and he smiles, and he walks off. Oh, I should mention there was also a nice uh, Scott Hall. Bad times don't last Bad guys do a, a, a kin line in in all time great this. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just love this dynamic of they're both our souls. Yeah, I'll but miss they're pretending them. to be nice to each other. I'll miss them when they're when they're not doing this stuff on screen together. They're brilliant together. They really are. Like Kevin always has been really good at like taking a script that might not be the best thing in the world and making it his own with just mm. little witty comments and little things that make you pop and you know the kind of clips that that appear on Reddit squared circle the next day with like a streamable link. And it's like Kevin Owens, spoiler funny. And it gets like 4 million votes or whatever. Cause he's just, <laughs> he, he's really great at this. And uh, yeah, Rollins in this character is, is entertaining. So yeah, I mean, it lasted about a minute, but this was good. Mm. <laughs> so, and then we got another boring, predictable development in the women's tag team title picture. It was a singles oh, match. This oh, uh, Liv Morgan versus Queen Zelina. Before the match, uh, we got a little video of them earlier on in the day with Queen Zelina. Oh, I gazer telling Carmella, <laughs> "You better focus on our title defense. Stop thinking about bloody cack all the time." Basically. <laughs> Because they're tr- desperately trying to promote this yeah, failing YouTube series. Grot- Watched any much of, much of uh, what's it called? Corey and Carmella? I value my free time. So. <laughs> I haven't. I did watch the trailer where it was, I don't know, like two minutes long. And they made about, I don't know, fir- the, the sex. Yeah, the, the view, the thing that they, and you're going to need to mark this for a swear. But the thing they wanted you to think coming out of it was, hey, these people. F- <laughs> uh, that was the overwhelming message of it. So, uh, you know, whatever. Good-looking people, both of them, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, anyway, uh, Carmella didn't focus on the titles because she tried to get involved uh, early on in this match uh, to help her, her tag team tag team champion friend. Uh, Morgan takes a swipe <laughs> at her. Um, this attracts, obviously, Rhea Ripley, uh, who's uh, you know come down to ringside with Liv Morgan. They formed this weird team that people are really into just because Liv Morgan jumps when... Uh, thing he does a what are you talking thing. about? They've been best mates for ages. Mm. Anyway, so You've been watching that allows Zelina to to power bomb Liv Morgan, but Ripley's not having this, so she chases Carmella, who leaps into the not arms but lap of yeah. Corey Graves on commentary. Uh, in amongst all this distraction for Zelina, Morgan recovers, hits Zelina Vega with the oh sorry Queen Zelina with the Oblivion. One two three. Uh, Zelina gives Carmella a look. And before they can even leave the ring, they're like, yeah, yeah, here comes Seth Rollins. Get on with it. That was like an AEW turnaround, wasn't it? It's like, hey, a thing happened. On to the next yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. This, this, oh, God, whatever. Like, joking about the Leah, the Leah, Leah Morgley, whatever, whatever the tag team's called. <laughs> like, it is this hastily put together thing where you're being led to believe that they're best mates or whatever. But they do have a bit of chemistry. They're like, and they oh, look, yeah. Yeah, and they look like they're having fun together, which is good. Um... But, oh man, it's just another... Live thing. and let rip. That's good. 
Was that on the show? Did I miss that? I just made that up. Oh. I think, unless I've just been inceptioned by WWE. I think that's, that's quite, a, quite good. L- Ripley's believe it or not. Hey, <laughs> hey. Eh? God, I hate myself. Um, yeah, okay, so we're teasing tension now between the women's, women's tag team champions. They're losing the belts, aren't they? Someone's <sighs> taking them. Hopefully it's Sasha and Naomi, but yeah. also we've got Liv and Rhea in there, and they're probably shocking another tag team. We've got two weeks, chuck another tag team in there that they just hastily shoved together. It would be nice if one of these storylines did not end up in teasing tension and then for weeks on end and then splitting up. You could, it's another thing that you can see coming a mile off. And uh, like, if, uh, if you're the kind of person who likes going on the roundabout and just going round and round and round in your car and never turning off <laughs> and you enjoy this kind of storyline, more power to you. I wish I was on the same boat. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's repetitive track. It's one of the five storylines that WWE yeah. always does multiple times a year. We'll probably see it again with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in about six months. So check in with us then and we'll see where we're at. That's but. reminding me. I got a, a classic driving moment the other day. Got the old uh, wanker sign through the window from someone. <laughs> they were dangerously driving. I can't remember what it was. Maybe they cut me up or I don't know, pulled out of a junction. So you or whatever. Out a knife. Gave him a little, gave him a little, little honking. <laughs> and I pulled up to the next time <laughs> at the lights, and then gave me a wanker. <laughs> and I like laughed. I just laughed. I'm not angry or anything like yeah. that. I was like, ah, I've never seen that in ages. Wanker. There's, there's no point getting wound up no. by it, is it? Give him a little. Going Ford hey, Fiesta, hey. wanker. All right, my car's more expensive than yours, Mister Fiesta. Take that. <laughs> I don't own a car, by the way. I'm quite <laughs> poor. <laughs> <laughs> I used to own a bicycle, but it fell apart. So. Well, I, I actually have got a nice <laughs> Renault, but it's on lease, so technically... <laughs> he wasn't my car! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, outcome Seth Rollins, like we said. Anyway, on to the next thing. Uh, he's very giddy, he's very excited. He's got this idea, and he, he wants even to bring Kevin Owens out to share this with him. Uh, and out comes Owens, and he's interested in what the idea is. Uh, and Rollins has got this idea. <laughs> Picture this. A talk show at WrestleMania. He says, I was trying to remember this earlier on the news. We could do freaking speaking with Seth freaking Rollins. That sounds like a name I'd come up with. Yep. Uh, or the Rollins, <laughs> return of the Rollins report. And guess who's going to have as his guest? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, it's understandably goes, what? What are you doing? No, that's, that's literally my thing. You've copied my homework. <laughs> Uh, and Rollins says, I know, I know what you're thinking. I'm just stolen your thing. You're doing that. But how about... We have a match tonight, and the winner gets Stone Cold on their talk show. And Kevin Owens goes, no, that's my <laughs> thing. I came up with it. And then Sonya Deville comes out and goes, good idea. Let's have it as the main event. Preposterous. Yeah, it's nonsense, this, isn't it? It's two guys arguing who over who gets the right to get beaten up by Steve Austin at to WrestleMania. Be fair, I will say this. If <laughs> we knew rubbish. that one of us from what culture was going to get stunned by, like we say we did WCPW. Yeah. yeah. There would be an argument as to who does it. But yes, in, but the, in, not, the, yeah. in kayfabe, this makes no we're sense. We're not whatsoever. trained professional fake fighters with 15 years experience. No. We're goobers from YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, again, like, they're fun together. They they bounce back and forth really well. But, it, like, it's the whole construction of the idea that they, oh, I lost one match, so I'm never going to be on WrestleMania again. It's preposterous, man. Like, it's impossible to invest in. It's, uh... Yes. Yeah. What more? What more can I say? This this stuff's rubbish. And also, <laughs> who said that Stone Cold would want to be on Seth? Like the reason yeah. he wants to be, he's not gone. I want to be at WrestleMania. Who wants to interview yeah. me? He's gone. Owens, you've taken me to a place. Nineteen years. Blah blah. We all watched the video. Yeah. You can't just be like. And now your mate's going to interview me oh, because of 
a stipulation that I didn't agree to because of reasons. Yeah, it's like, that was me. I just go, oh, I'm just not sure. Up then, if I'm if I'm not getting to to open a can of war pass on Kevin Owens, why am I bothering? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to Steve Austin kicking some ass. Don't yeah, get me wrong. It's gonna be like, fun. Glass shatters. It's Texas. Owens is gonna sell it really well. It'll be fun, but like. Oh man, I tell you, like WWE in this era is like a pretty good pay-per-view company, but a rancid TV company a lot of the time. <laughs> and it's just like th- this episode kind of encapsulates that because we're moving towards things that we like, but the process of getting there is quite rubbish. We're eating the vegetables to get to the steak. This is it. This is it. But if you're smart, what you do is you eat the vegetable and the steak at the same time on the Ooh. same fork. There you go. So you know it can all be good. You don't need to just scoff the broccoli all at once. Uh, you can you can put a little bit on the fork at the same time, which is a really weird analogy for this. But uh, yeah, okay. can you tell it's nearly lunchtime? Yeah, man. What time is it? <laughs> we get we get Burger King. <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B two B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com wrestling. Wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right, next up, uh, we got the Hurt Business. They refuse <laughs> what, to this? die. Stop. I say this every week. Stop calling yourselves <laughs> the Hurt Business. <laughs> it's like, on? what comparison can I draw? It's like Niall and 
Louis carrying on and going, here we are, One Direction. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 One Direction. First of all, there was five of you. And let's be honest, like, it's like Harry and Zane are up here. Who's the one I've not mentioned? Liam? Yeah. <laughs> you can't just keep calling yourself the Hurt Business. Exactly. Imagine if Pete Townsend and Mick Jagger... Although ja- they quit as well, the Hurt Business. Yeah. Imagine if Pete Townsend and Mick Jagger quit the Beatles. That's what it would be like. <laughs> Cedric's head That's what it would be like. It's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's quite endearing in a way, isn't it? Like They're just like, hey, we're still the Hurt Business, guys. <laughs> Come on, cheer for us. I love that T-shirt, isn't they? Yeah. Black and it's gold great, T-shirt is lush. It's a great T-shirt, and these guys rule. But you thing, but. inexplicably quit. Yep. Then you came back to be fodder for Goldberg. Yeah. And then Lashley beat him up again on the road to facing Lesnar, right? In the yeah. chamber or something like and that. Kick them out. Or maybe the rumble. Yeah. And then, with her business. Lads, she's dumped you. Yeah. She's dumped you. Stop texting her. Sometimes, you know, you need to let it go. If you really respect her needs, you'll you stop being a problematic ex. That's yes. what they're doing here. Well, Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander got their asses handed to them, basically, by the Mysterios. Uh, Tornado DDT, uh, Mysterios hit Alexander with a double 619. Benjamin does a Thez press off the apron onto Shelton. Uh, sorry, Ray guys, does a Thez press onto Benjamin off the apron. These guys are really good. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. like. And then Dominic hits Cedric Alexander with a frog splash. One, two, three. I don't like Dominic Mysterio's gear, I've decided. It looks like he should have coloured it in. <laughs> He's forgotten to. It's got little numbers yeah. on it, like in colour code. Anyway, post-match, because we had, uh, I didn't mention, the Miz and Logan Paul on commentary. Oh, boy. Um, they jump in to attack the Mysterio's post-match, because of course they do. Like you say, we know the formula of how this works. But uh, the Mysterio's fight back and get the upper hand. They get rid of Miz. Uh, Paul's in there with the two Mysterio's. He gets dropped onto the middle rope. It looks like they're going to do a double 619, but the Miz just yanks him out of the ring and saves him at the last moment. Sorry, I was just doing a massive yawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, this match was... It was all about the shenanigans at ringside, really, wasn't it? Like... For about a solid minute early on, all he did was film Logan Paul, The Miz, the commentators arguing. So the action in the ring was totally secondary. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean anything. It didn't nope. matter. And then even when they put the cameras back on the match, it was still all about the squabbling between the announcers, Logan Paul and, and The Miz. So Corey Graves licking their arse. Yeah, he, uh, he was loving He's unbearable, isn't he? He's rubbish. He thinks he's Bobby Heenan. He's more like Bobby Petta. <laughs> There's a really obscure, obscure reference for you. Who's another weird Bobby? Bobby Petta's not that weird. He's Bobby uh, Poisson? Bobby Poisson. Bobby Quasson. Bobby Quasson. Loves a pastry, that boy. We love Bobby Fish, by the way, in the office. That's not him. a slight on him. We do. We love his entrance music in particular. The variety of things you can sing to it, like, I am Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting the same level of electricity for Logan Paul as I got for Bad Bunny last no. year. But they've done the right thing. I do think they yeah. will attract some eyes to it with Logan Paul. Yeah. I will say that. His audience, I think, will tune in and go, hey, what's what's this guy doing? So say what you will about his usage. Um, I do think that the strategy will work. And it could be worse. It could be Jake Paul. So, you yeah, know, there you go. Who's an even more knobhead. <laughs> who's the best Paul? I reckon it's Sean Paul. Um, I've got Paul, a, a cousin called Paul, so I'm going to give it to him. Paul Jewell. <laughs> Don't Google him. <laughs> oh, do goodness. not Google Paul Jewell. Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels. Okay. Who's a Paul that the American was Paul London. Why are we Paul even discussing this? There you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they announced the Hall of Fame induction, not of Charmel, but of Queen Charmel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I like Charmel. Yeah, I like Charmel. Uh, we were enjoying too. the uh, Kurt oh. Angle uh, Booker T. I think it was Judgment Day promo in the office yesterday. Enjoying is a word. Mm. <laughs> Remembering, <laughs> reminiscing. Booker T's little kick at the TV. Like, His little kick at the TV and Charmel's yeah. fall. I don't really want to kick this thing over. It might it's be a expensive. Big old telly. It's an yeah. old telly. Oh, that. it's a hefty beast, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, look. Like, uh, I mean, good there's an argument to be made that other people could have gone instead, but. Charmel deserves it, and Booker T's going to yeah. think an inductor as well, which is a lovely touch. I think that getting getting too annoyed about Hall of Fame inductions, exactly, it's a bit silly because it's a gimmick Hall of Fame, isn't it? Right? Yes. It's you know, still though, put Victoria in it. Yeah. What's he waiting for? There are people who are who have had traditional Hall of Fame careers that you can look at and go, they should be in a Hall of Fame. But the WWE one's a gimmick. It's a fart around. It's you know, it's not this. It's like an angry star ratings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. the same. It's one person's decision at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. It's who does Vince feel like putting in. So hey, why why bother? Um I just like people when I look at it, I sit there and go, Who's gonna give a fun speech? That's that's what I look for. Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> How long was that? Yeah, that, I mean uh, it, it was probably about forty minutes, but it took about forty years off my life. Days. Um, but yeah. Okay, good good stuff. Good for Charmel. Uh, literally, you're going to get to a point where everyone who's ever been on TV is going to be in it. Just Joe is going to be in there. There's one for you old heads. Sunday Night Heat, represent yeah. 2001. Um, yeah, but, I mean, S.A. Rios, he's going to be in there. Loved him. Legend. Ginger representation. When I first was looking, I was like, redhead! Brought Lita into WWE <laughs> did, as well. Indeed. Yeah, good stuff. Um, do you want to move on to something that's objectively bad? Gilbert. Uh, Edge. Oh. He comes out. <laughs> he's got new music. I'm, I'm reliably informed by the internet. It's called The Other Side by Alter Bridge. Yeah, he loves Alter Bridge, doesn't he? Um, yeah. no, I particularly like the line, you think you know me? You never did. Clever. <laughs> I've written this down relatively verbatim, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to get your frustrated thoughts on it, I sense. Um, Blue lighting. Yeah. He says he's going to bring everyone up to speed. He's the benchmark, Andy, of the WWE. Uh... It's taken him time to decipher the code of what he's actually become. It's so bad, this. Who wrote this? Did he write this himself? Well, the thing is, Andy, this is above your capability of understanding. (laughs) You, Andy, are simple. It's not his fault, but don't worry. He's going to grant us mercy, thankfully. He's going to put it in terms we can understand. He's better than everyone, Andy. And he knows it. Better than all of each and every one. He didn't say that, but better than all of of us, every single person in the industry. Um... But since he came back, he hasn't shown this aptitude. Uh, the edge that came back was weak, got injured. Uh, but then he realized he, we don't matter. He'd taken his eye off the prize with people like Randy Orton. He allowed Randy Orton to enter his home and piss all over it. <laughs> no, not Randy Orton. That wasn't it. He allowed Randy Orton to enter him. He allowed Seth yeah. Rollins to come and piss all Randy over Randy Orton home. would do something else in your bag. Indeed. <laughs> uh, and he allowed someone like Roman Reigns to stack pin him at WrestleMania. And you know what? If AJ Styles made that version of Edge at WrestleMania, he'd destroy him. But, Andy, that Edge is dead. And now he sits perched on his mountain of omnipotence, looking down on everyone. He won't be judged by any of us. And if AJ can even make it to WrestleMania, he will be judged. Edge standing in the middle of the ring, bathed in blue light like some kind of hairy Smurf dick. <laughs> Not a fan uh, of this? He's the worst guy on the show. Um, he's a very talented man, right? I just, they've squandered so much. Yeah, he's a very talented man. I've enjoyed the matches. Um, the content he is spitting out is dreck. It's rubbish. Um, the music. I'm not... Your blue mate. 
You are Eiffel 65. Yeah. That should have been your theme song. Come on. Alter Bridge again. Get out of here, Miles Kennedy, with your wires. Why have they got Blue Monday? The orgy version. Probably because Edge is in the wild sex parties. Um, it's, it, he actually looks a bit like Jay White in the lighting, I've figured out, which is weird. Because Jay White's obviously a lot younger than him. But mm. there's some similarities there. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the promo is complete rubbish. It's like, it, it's a variation of the each and every one of you promo. Exactly. But with, like, he got a thesaurus for Christmas. A hundred percent. And he's saying, ah, the mountain of omnipotence and all of this stuff. It's the same problems as always with these promos. It is, it just looks a bit different and sounds a bit different. It is high school drama stuff. Um with everything is really overemphasized and over the top. Sage always says it's it's like the writing he did when he was in sixth form and he thought calligraphy. How deep, yeah, something. how deep he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's oh, you know, some people people would just write, good, I'm gonna write. It's stupendous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um I I it's unwatchable stuff to mm-hmm. me, this. It's like I said yesterday when we were talking about uh something that I can't remember kind of thing that when you come in the room and someone who doesn't watch wrestling sees you watching this, you turn... It was this. Yeah. I was talking about this last week. Exactly. I'd rather be caught watching, like, The Fiend than watching this. (laughs) Of course I'd be caught watching The Fiend because The Fiend rules. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It'd be awkward because you're you're dating The Fiend, of course. So The Fiend would walk in and watch you watching The Fiend. Exactly. Going... (laughs) I love The Fiend with his little... Andy, what do you want for tea? (laughs) (laughs) He hears Rampant Rabbit or whatever his little... (laughs) What was his buddy called again? It wasn't ram. That's a vibrator. Yeah, uh, <laughs> rambling rabbit. Dildo Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, this sucked. Yes, yeah. it's just melodramatic high school drama rubbish. I mean, it's so cr- this guy is so cringeworthy. You're not win- get to the match. Yeah, you're not winning an Emmy, mate. It's pro wrestling. Mm. Gee whiz, it's the most primitive art form imaginable and you trying to turn it into this Shakespearean bollocks makes you look like a I, tit. I two foot this when it's Malachi Black on do. I want to do the same here. You should, yeah. It's just as bad. I don't watch wrestling for this. Exactly. I lo- uh, there's one exception which was uh, verbose Jericho, if you remember back in like 2008. And that was on purpose. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you were just like, oh, you're such a twat. Yeah, exactly. And like CM Punk doing his like Sermon on the Mount stuff with the straight edge society. That's more than one example. But more often than not, I go, oh my God. And especially with this, I'm like, just get to the match. I mean, AJ, they showed an AJ Styles tweet later where he was just like, dumbass. And I was like, what are you talking about? how am I like thinking, yeah, he's the, he's the person we should all be listening to. Somehow, despite Edge trying to sound like a genius orator, AJ Styles, one of who has said many dumb things in his life, is coming off smarter than yeah. he is by simply cutting through the crap and going, shut up, that's nonsense, I'll see you next week. That's pro so wrestling. AJ Styles in this scenario is Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting when that bloke's trying to impress the girl <laughs> at the cafe. <laughs> well, I got a number. I'd like them apples. Yeah, he's perfect. And then look, they follow this with something that's far better and far simpler. Bianca Belair is backstage. Sarah Schreiber asks her about, you know, the, the injury to Becky Lynch, blah, blah, blah. And Bianca Belair just reiterates what she said last week. Don't touch my fucking hair. <laughs> Good. I understand this. Yeah, right? simple. Simple. And she said, oh, hasn't it been better, though? Hasn't it been nice for a, bit, a couple of weeks of peace and quiet? I smashed her in the throat. I caused her a, I don't know what it was called, vocal box issue. Fractured voice box. Thank you. There you go. Um, and then she said, I'm going to shut her up for good at WrestleMania. 
That did more in 30 seconds than this bollocks that lasted about five minutes did. It's not hard. Pro wrestling is really easy. Mm. Really easy. It only becomes difficult when you try to overcomplicate it, Adam exactly. Copeland. Uh, Veer Mahan's still coming. He yep. did some cross-eyed thing. His bars must be huge at this point. <laughs> she and Blue, like a Smurf. Oh, Him and Edge. They, that's the tag team. There you go. Blue balls, they can be called. Um, and then we got Bianca Belair versus Adidab. Yeah. Uh, and you said to me, haven't they done this match <laughs> loads of times before? And I thought, you know what? That's a very valid point. So I'm going to go off to my sources within WWE. Um, and I asked them, wait a second, we've seen Dewdrop versus Bianca Belair a lot. What's going on with this on, on Monday Night Raw? And do you know what they said, Andy? We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Big Barry writer. And it was, you know, um, now Nikki A.S.H. is friends with Dewdrop and they're saying, oh, we're superheroes. Yeah. And we superheroes don't hit people with their hair. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's the same match. Yeah. They have the same match. I love these two working together. And the first time I saw this, my jaw was on the floor. But <laughs> diminishing returns, isn't yeah. it? Like The first time you see a firework go off, it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. But by the 15th time, it's like, okay, I mean, it's still kind of cool, but it's lost its impact. That's the case here. Me and Hamflip reviewed uh, one of the more recent Bianca Dewdrop matches the other week, and it was very good, and we both enjoyed it. Very impressive uh, display of being able to do the KOD to to Dewdrop. It's just a really good match. And this was decent enough. It's just, you've, you've just seen it. You've seen it recently. Dewdrop chucks her into a barricade, misses the cannibal, takes us to a break. We come back. Dewdrop hits a Mishinoku drive to get a near fall. Belair does that thing where she goes set into the corner, jumps up, smacks her ass, backflips out of it, um, spine buster to Dewdrop, and then manages to lift her up for the KOD and get the one, two, three. It was all about the post-match here, though, Andy, because post-match, Becky Lynch returns. We speculated on this on the preview yesterday. She yanks Belair out of the ring. She's wearing all gold, tosses her around ringside, beats her up, and then she gets a steel chair, wraps it around Belair's head and her, specifically her neck, and then pulls her by the braid into the ring post, chair first, uh, and, well, I've actually got the exclusive sound uh, from Bianca Belair after she suffered that injury. Throat trauma is what they announced. Uh, and then I think Lynch said, oh, no, it's going to be your bloody hair next week. So she's going to try and chop her hair off. Sounds a bit croaky there, didn't she? Indeed. It's going to be your bloody hair next week. But uh, yeah, a, a, an attack on Bianca Belair. It, it, we said so simple and so yeah, effective, this. this. Good. This was good. Becky came off really well. Um, I'm always here for creative spots using the hair. So using it as a way to like pull Bianca in with the chair around her neck and stuff. It's good. Good creative stuff. Um I like that Becky croaked a little bit. Like I said, she sounded a bit hoarse. Sell that fractured voice box. It's good. Just good, simple pro wrestling stuff. If they did, if the show was comprised of more things like this, uh, I would be a big fan of that. Exactly. It was good. Uh, then we got the promised RK Bro Championship celebration outcomes riddle in. Randy. Um and Orton gets on the mic. He's, he's in a very good mood. He says it's going to be his 18th life. appearance at WrestleMania, but it's going to be the sweetest one because he's going into the show as tag champs for the first time and with his friends. Friends. Love this development. 
Uh, he thanks Riddle for having his back, and he's the one, because last time they had a championship celebration that Riddle organised, and sort of Orton rolled his eyes, if you remember. Well, he's going to pay him back. He's organised it this time. It's a bit crap. He says he's not the best at throwing <laughs> parties. There's a few balloons. There's a few bits on a table. But Riddle, you know, childlike wonder that he always has, says this is the greatest moment of his life. Uh, he says, look, there's there's birthday balloons, because, you know, my birthday was months ago or something. Um and there's a table, and he says, oh, my God, did you get this popcorn from insert local popcorn maker here? <laughs> and Orton, and he got a little bit of a pap. Uh, and Orton says, actually, I just got it from the concession stand. And Riddle goes, brilliant! <laughs> I like that even more. Concession stand is my favorite kind of popcorn. And there's, I think there's some chewing gum, and he goes, oh, that's the one to go with this last gift. And there's a bag. There's a mystery bag with something inside it. What's that, in the uh, bag? That Orton searched for high... <laughs> And low. But also, it was a green bag. Indeed. See what they did there? Good. Before we can get there, though, out come the Street Profits uh, to interrupt. And Riddle gets very excited. He says, oh, thanks so much for inviting, you know, Angelo and Montez to my party. And Montez says, we ain't here for a party. We're here on business. He says, look, <laughs> we, if you remember, beat you on Raw a few weeks ago. Uh, and as a result of that, we want to be the ones to challenge you for the Raw tag titles at WrestleMania. And Orton says, sorry, did you not see how much we had to go through to get these back? You think winning one match is going to give you that right to face us at the, the show of shows, effectively? No, nah, bollocks to you. And uh, Ford says, you know what? We're done asking for opportunities around here. We are telling you. We are facing you at WrestleMania. And Orton says, no one's ever told me what to do in the ring my entire career. Not Taker, not Shawn Michaels, not Triple H, not even Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And he says, how about you and your homie leave the ring? And Riddle says, ah, wait a second, Randy. Give me, let's think about this. They did beat us. We do need opponents at WrestleMania, and they'd be great to face. And he calms Orton down, and Orton says, you should be thankful that you've got your mate Riddle here. Fine, we'll face you at WrestleMania for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And I thought, well, that's going to be great. Yeah. That's a hell of an addition to the card. Superb. Uh, and he says, good, we're going we're gonna to win those tag titles. Ford, this is. We're going to win those tag titles, and we're going to celebrate with a party that is an ass. He stopped over the line there, Andy. Riddle's like, hey, don't you say that about my friend's party. You and me, right now, let's have it out. And Angelo Dawkins accepts on Ford's behalf. Before we talk about the match, just some great promo development, this. Yeah, it was decent, wasn't it? Um, I appreciated that this one was... And look, they, they do the wacky dumb stuff really well, but I did appreciate that this one was a little bit less wacky dumb uh, than some segments these guys yes. do. Some of the more elaborate set pieces. Um there's simple stuff. Randy is clearly in a groove with Riddle. Character-wise, they've done a great job of sustaining their dynamic and giving it new wrinkles. I think you can really tell when Randy Orton is just super into something. Yeah. Super into a program and enjoying himself, and he's delivering good work. Uh, the the weed joke was really cute and funny. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just a good time. Again, it was like just so simple. Just really simple stuff. You get the Street Profits coming out and going, hey, we beat you, so we should probably get a tag team title shot. Logic. Yeah. Good logical stuff. It's like, yes, I can believe that these men would consider themselves worthy of a title shot, but I can also believe that Randy Orton would be like, no, we had that 30-minute match the other week, and we did all this other stuff before that. 
we had to work really hard. You can't just come down here because you, you beat us in eight minutes and I got injured or whatever. Like, so both of their motivations are clearly defined. They're both believable. They're at odds with each other. So mm -hmm. you position them in a place that they can have this conflict that makes complete sense. And you've got on top of that, obviously the Street Profits are always loads of fun. And you've got the great dynamic with Riddle and Orton here where Orton's kind of angrier and he's like, nah, piss off, chief. And then Riddle's <laughs> like, hey, calm down. But then they piss Riddle off as well. There you go, guys. The blueprint to being good is right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. It's nice. It's good. And then we got an enjoyable match featuring Riddle and Montez Ford. Uh, that went to a DQ. Yeah, of, course um, of course it did. You can't some, have nice things forever. Yeah, some fun stuff. Real trying overhead suplex outside the ring, but Ford lands on his feet and hits a clothesline off the steel steps, takes to break. That was nice. Uh, Riddle uh, got an Orton-inspired power slam and draping DDT. Uh, but then when he goes to the RKO, um, Ford hits an enziguri, but Riddle comes right back with an RKO. But before anything can happen, before we can get a definitive finish, in comes Otis and, of course, Chad Gable. Shoosh, please! Shoosh! <laughs> and they take everyone out. Chad Gable takes out Dawkins. Riddle goes after Otis, who's uh, just laid out Orton at ringside. And uh, Otis knocks him down. That's the DQ, of course. Um, and then Gable and Otis give Dawkins the uh, German suplex discus clothesline thing that they do. And uh, Ford gets hit with a Vader bomb by Otis, followed by a Gable moonsault. And they stand there and go, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I think that, considering the last triple threat yeah. tag team title match, would be very good for WrestleMania. Yeah, it's something I definitely want to see because the last one was awesome. Um just the whole thing we've basically been talking about the whole show, isn't it? Like, it's another cliched finish to get to something that you're probably going to like. So, yeah, echo my previous sentiments on other uh, constructions of this nature on the show. But, yeah, I mean, like, how good was that Raw match the other week? This, yeah. This will be good, too. It's going to be great, yeah, especially with the bonkers stuff that Montez Ford will do. Yeah. Not even at WrestleMania, so on the road, too. So yeah. WrestleMania, splat. <laughs> Don't do that again, mate. That was that was rough. No. Um, then we got a, a lovely uh, Razor Ramon Scott Hall uh, tribute video, which was enjoyable, sort of weirdly enjoyable and incredibly hard to watch at the yeah. same time. Uh, of course, our thoughts uh, go out to Razor Ramon, Scott Hall's family and friends in this incredibly tough time. It's just been awful news over the past few days uh, surrounding that. And then we got to the main event, which was Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens for a spot on a talk show with Stone Cold. The right to get stunned at WrestleMania in Texas. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, they had an enjoyable match, but a match with a glaring flaw that you're going to talk about, Andy. Oh, um, people are going to hate this, man. People are going to hate my... I think it's a valid here. assessment. Yeah, it's the main event with these two guys. They should be thinking about it more. Um, Owens countered a dive to hit a senton to take us to a break early on. When we come back, Owens used a tornado DDT Spikes Rollins with another DDT for a two count. Rollins fights back, spling, spring, sling blade and springboard knee. There we go. Uh, spring blade. Yes. Uh, suicide dives. Second sends Owens over the announce table, who just manages to make it back into the 10 count. Runs straight into a frost kick. Uh, Rollins hits him with a frog splash as a result of that for a nice near fall. They do that bit where they're fighting on the turnbuckle, and you know what Owens is going to do, but it still looks jaw-dropping every time he does it. That avalanche fisherman bus suplex yeah. buster thing. Yeah. That gets him a near fall. Goes for the senton. Rollins gets his knees up. This is awesome. Chant from the crowd. Uh, Owens comes back. Clothesline. 
but Rollins counters the stunner into a schoolboy for two. Now, probably had him down for three, but in the midst of all this, the referee sort of had to dive out of the way of everyone. So by the time he got back in and in position to to count it, it only got two. That caused Rollins to turn around and argue with the referee. Uh, he tries to hit the stomp in amongst all this, but Owens hits him with the stunner. One, two, three. Owens is going to WrestleMania to do the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, they really reiterated with heavy, heavy, uh, allusions to Seth, uh, to sorry, to Cody Rhodes uh, after this dashing mm. dream nightmare yeah. uh, that Rollins will not be going to WrestleMania. Yeah, so he the, will be. Yeah, I mean, he's, of course he will. Um, it was a pretty fun popcorn match, uh, but it did have kind of a glaring flaw that me being the dork that I am, uh, <laughs> kind of honed in on. Kevin Owens spent quite a lot of time working Seth, Seth Rollins' knee over here and, and wrapping it up and, and striking at it as an apparent form of strategy, um, which is good psychology. Oh, yeah. Within the match. If you, you work a limb match, it's classic stuff. The problem is, in order for that to work, the guy taking the, 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 beat, the beat down, the guy who's got the hurt leg needs to sell, um, which... Rollins didn't do at all and like there are more than there's more than one way to sell in pro wrestling you don't need to be hobbling around like a lunatic for the whole match you can do bits where like you have this adrenaline spiking comeback spot but then you go back to it and go ah that really hurt it was just adrenaline or you can do a bit where he fights through it and like nurses it back but there was no process for that either this was a guy who took a prolonged knee assault to the point where like when he was getting worked over he was selling it well he looked like he was being hurt but then as soon as it was time for Seth to do his cool moves with a capital M and a Z at the end. He just forgot about it. I mean, this guy had the knee worked over. He didn't slow down at all. He barely nudged it as if it was hurting afterwards. He was throwing these flying running knees. He got his knees up for the splash at the end. It's just like, psychologically, this was just a mess. Like, and... I, It's the kind of thing that a lot of people complain about in other companies and hold WWE as this icon of selling and psychology and stuff when it's complete you know this illustrates that point as a complete farce it's look i had fun watching the match it was good but when you start a story like hey i'm going to work the knee and seth's going to have to overcome that and sell he actually has to do his part on on the side of the story as well um so for that reason i just felt that this was the knee work was totally superfluous yeah it ended up being pointless the story was a mess. It was all over the place. And uh, what you ended up with was an enjoyable popcorn match. Oh, but, yeah. But nothing more by the end. And, like, it is quite distracting when they're, like, the guys turn to the sign every two minutes and Kevin Owens are going, it's my opportunity! And the, the, every shot is aimed at this sign and Seth is turning to it and looking at it and it's... Uh, they could have had a really great match here if they'd kept with the knee selling. And, like, Seth throws a high knee because it's instinct and he immediately collapses because he's in so much pain. I was like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. And he's hobbling and he's nursing and he's fighting through it and all of this stuff. It's a baby face role, but one you could work in believably, I think, into this match. And they were on the cusp of having this really great main event and they just had an okay one as a result of it. And it's a bit disappointing. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it was an enjoyable main event, but uh, it could have been... Could have been awesome. Yeah. Although it was always going to be... Uh, to a certain extent, I understand them not... I mean, they did go bonkers, but not properly killing themselves because yeah. who actually buys that Seth Rollins is winning this? <laughs> yeah. We're all just <laughs> there going, is Cody coming out? And he doesn't. They're going to eke it out for another week. I think 
with hindsight, it probably makes sense because as much as they could, as you said on the news, sweeten the audio, yeah. you're going to get a deafening AEW chance if Cody comes out in Jacksonville. So maybe next it'd be, week. It'd be kind of funny, wouldn't mm. it? AEW. It'd be funny. We'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that arrival. But uh, let us know your thoughts on Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, no five-star review review this week. Raw was just so good. Um, yeah, we, we didn't just had such a blast. We actually set it up on a big screen in the office projector. It's good. Or we sort of forgot and have sort of been really busy because we're down a few Stuff people in the World Culture Office. Occurring. It yeah. will, of course, return next week. And if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review, uh, do so on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review uh, and do it on there. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify. You just can't write anything, apparently. Uh, you can follow Andy Murray on Twitter at... At Andy H. Murray. Uh, the H stands for Hamlet. Sidgwick, I hate both you guys for being off and making me uh, review raw. <laughs> follow me at Adam <laughs> Wilbur. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Andy will be back to preview NXT Duper. Yeah! A little bit later <laughs> on today. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 